podcast of West Tigers. Hello and welcome to episode nine of Behind the Raw, the official podcast of the West Tigers, where we kick speculation into touch, where we give it to you straight and where we learn more about the people and the stories behind this great club. Now, this week's podcast has a real Southwest flavour to it, given that we are playing um, our first game at Campbelltown this weekend on Sunday, part of Anzac Round, where we take on Manly Sea Eagles. Uh, Our guest this week, well, he is... Southwest through and through. I was going to say Campbelltown through and through, but that's not quite the case. Born in Liverpool, he played um, in all the Southwest junior rep teams uh, from under-13s right through until the NRL. Uh, He played 12 games for West Tigers over three seasons uh, and then finished his NRL career uh, with North Queensland Cowboys. These days, he really is an integral part of West Tigers' pathways system, focusing on bringing more and more young talent uh, through the Southwest, through the MacArthur regions, Group 6, um, Southern Highlands as well. Um, he's a fullback. He made his NRL debut for West Tigers back in 2007. I think it was around 18 or round 19. A very warm welcome to West Tigers Pathways manager, Shannon Gallant. Shan, thanks for joining us, mate, on Behind the Raw. Thanks for having me, mate. You're enjoying your role quite clearly, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's um, something that I'm, uh, I suppose, born to do. It's uh, something that I'm very passionate about. Um, I was involved with the junior reps before taking yeah. up this role uh, and, yeah, really enjoy my time with the club. You know how this works because I do know you have listened to a couple of yeah. episodes of Behind the Raw. You listened to the one with Scando. Now, so how it works, right, we're going to have a, a set of six. Yep. Uh, we'll kick things off. I'll ask you six questions to get to know you a little bit better yep. um in the middle of the podcast we'll talk you know some key issues some some main stories around your role the club pathways and other things as well yep feel free to have a bit of fun no dramas let you uh oh, just hey. loosen up <laughs> all good yep. um and then at the back end of the show we'll hit the favorite five with about five minutes left on the clock all right i'll rattle a few things off at your favorite People, memories, places, all that. We may have a couple of um, questions from the crowd as well. Yep. And by the way, just on that too, if you do want to send some questions through uh, for any of our upcoming guests, in the pipeline too, Dean Hallitow is going to jump on, Joel Kane is coming on, Bo Ryan is coming on. If you've got any questions for those boys, um, feel free by Instagram is probably the best way to do it. Um, West Tigers BTR. That's our handle. Is that what you say? Handle, yeah. Um, DM us there and, and we'll do whatever we can to, to get your questions um, into the podcast. Um, before we get into the, the set of six, um, I imagine, Shan, there's quite a buzz around the Southwest, given that we are playing our first game at Campbelltown this weekend. We saw uh, last week the launch of the Group 6 and MacArthur Junior Rugby Leagues. Yep. Um, Freddie Fittler was out there. A few of our boys were out there as well. Appy Chorus. I saw that on the yep, yeah. Sunday footy show. It was a really nice piece. Then um, down in Mittagong too, big, big turnout. Yeah, look, we've had um, yeah, plenty of people getting involved over the last couple of weeks and uh, there is a, a big buzz around obviously playing out of Campbelltown. I, I, I've noticed that through the uh, request for tickets for Campbelltown this weekend. There's been quite a few coming my way. But yeah, look, I was out at uh, Campbelltown Stadium the other day for the, the season launch and it was a great turnout of junior league clubs, et cetera, and the volunteers. So, yeah. um, and having obviously Brad Fittler and, and the guys there was um, 
are yeah. you know really great to see and obviously the West League Club and getting around uh, behind the competition again which is uh you know fantastic moving forward we'll talk more about it but being you know the, a joint venture club. We, yep. we have got two, I guess, spiritual homes. Yep. Campbelltown is one of them. Leichhardt is one of them. Yep. Um, this year's a little bit difficult because we're only playing three games at Leichhardt and three games at Campbelltown given the FIFA Women's World Cup. Yep. So I think our listeners now, fans and members, understand and appreciate that. But just reiterating, the long-term plan will be to be splitting 50-50 at both Leichhardt yeah, and Campbelltown. And we'll talk more to about the new centre of excellence going yep. up at La Mia as well, yeah. which I know you're very happy about. <laughs> Excited about, mate. Might cut your petrol. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, as well. In terms of the junior reps, and you play a very big role in that, um, so it's all over now. Hey? Our, our SG Ball West team lost last weekend to, to Parramatta in the uh, with the elimination final. Yeah, unfortunately, look, they um, you know very young squad. They were the squad that... Um, uh, the won the competition last year in the Harold Matthews Cup. A lot of those boys come up and were a year young plays in the SG ball. Um, they had a tough ask against Parramatta on the weekend and uh, the boys really turned up to play. Unfortunately, didn't get a result, but, um, you know, the coaching staff and, and the group, the playing group did a really great job this year. And, you know, I'm extremely proud as the Pathways manager in the West MacArthur mm. area uh, of what they've done. And I'm looking forward to obviously the su- success they're going to have moving forward. And just on that too, it will just explain. So that SG Ball West Magpies team, a lot of those boys were part of last year's winning Harold Matthews yep. team, which won the premiership for yep. the first time Absolutely. as Magpies. So they're eligible, I guess, for ball again, a lot of them next season. Yes. Yeah? Yep. Yep. So disappointing to go to bow out, but they've made the finals. And um, Yeah, well, look, that, that, that was an expectation uh, was yep. to – you know, get to the finals. Um, ultimately, we believe they probably could have gone a little bit further into it. Yeah. But um, for them to do what they did throughout the year and back up with the pressure and the targets on their back, essentially from what they'd done the previous year, um, I think they all took that on board. And, you know, they were resilient throughout the season. Uh, the coaching staff worked really well with them. And I think, you yeah, know, they'd done the club proud and they'd done the jersey proud. And let me tell you, some of these boys we are going to be hearing a lot more of. So a few of them are already contracted to yep. us. They have trained with the NRL teams. Yep. So the likes of um, Talon De Silva. Yep. Kitler Lilly. Yep. Jordan uh, Miller. Jordan Miller. Yep. So these boys, uh, they're on their path to the NRL, and, and, and we'll talk more about it, but you yep. must feel uh, a sense of achievement too because you've had a, a pretty big um, contribution to their development. There's been a lot of progress, rapid progress, hasn't there, in the past 12 to 24 months in Pathways in your area. Strategically, Shan, um, how important is it for this club to develop and keep its own? I think it's hugely important. I, I think you look over the last year, year and a half, the, the amount of local juniors that we have um, eligible to be playing for this club um, and, and the talent that we have in the area, not just in Campbelltown, but obviously in Leichhardt as well. I think if we're investing, which the club has done really well over the last few years, we're going to see a lot, a lot of those local talented kids uh, remain local and obviously progress through to the NRL where we're going to have guys that are really proud about the jersey and, and you know want to commit to the club long term. So I think, um, you know, the investment from the club over the past few years has not gone unnoticed. And we can mm. see that with obviously the pathways and how it's going. And Matt Betsy, obviously head of pathways has done a really good job in making sure he's implemented those structures uh, in place that, you know, we've got, a, you know, a really good pathway moving forward and something that our, our local kids, mm. even 12, 13 years old can see that there's a clear pathway through to the NRL at this club and something I'm proud of. He's, um, 
And so Ciro is your counterpart who yep. looks after the Balmain and Matt Betsy's the head of, head of Pathways. And you're right, a really good operator. And yep. I mean, with the NRLW coming in as well, there's a lot happening ar- around the club. So much happening around the club. Um, and I guess the focus is always on the NRL team. But behind the scenes, um, everyone's very, very busy producing new talent, producing new teams and developing uh, the club. We'll, we'll, we'll sink our teeth a bit more into yep. that. Uh, a bit later on. I mentioned at the top, and I do every uh, episode of uh, Behind the Raw, uh, we kick speculation into touch and yep. we give it to you straight. So if there is anything um, in the media that you know we'd like to address, I think here's a good forum to do it. You may have, um, last weekend, I don't know if you read, there were some reports in the paper, and I, I can't recall what paper it was, um, about this young halfback, St. Helens halfback, yep. Lewis Dodd. So he was the boy that, or young fellow, that kicked that winning. Yep field goal against Penrith in the World Club Challenge, plays for St. Helens. Real great, great talent. There's, I understand that he has expressed interest to maybe join the NRL in the coming years when his contract finishes, I think maybe 2025. Yep. So there's probably going to be a lot of clubs chasing a young yeah. talent like that. Yeah. But there was a story at the weekend um, saying that the boss of St. Helens, Mike Rush, who I know, um, warned Lewis Dodd off joining the West Tigers, something along those lines, basically saying that the St. Helens boss had told Lewis Dodd, hey, do not join West Tigers, which it's not a good look for us, our club. I spoke to Mike um, yesterday and I just wanted to clear that up. I said, what's going on here? Well, he said to me, no way in the world. He's never even spoken to Lewis Dodd about his plans of joining the NRL, much less warning him off West Tigers. So I just wanted to sort of clear that up yep. too. Um, I mean, and a young talent, I think he'd be exceptional in the NRL. I've been given the opportunity and uh, it'd be silly not to take it out of it. And, and obviously this club at the moment, we're you know, on the rise. We've got the centre of excellence here now and I think it'd be great for him to come over and experience that here and I think he'd do a great job. Hey, well, whether it's, I mean, look, I've got no idea what the recruitment plans are and one thing we, about this club is we, we don't talk about recruitment yeah, until – until it happens, but you can understand that there'll probably be a lot of clubs that would like to. Mate, if he wants to challenge himself, which all rugby league players do, um, there's no better place than the NRL. So, well, there we are. We'll, we'll kick that speculation um, into touch. Righto, set of six. Uh, wait for it. Can you hear the whistle? There she goes. <laughs> all right. So, Shannon Gallant, um, first question you're going to tackle. Take us right back to your, your childhood uh, and your junior footy. It's uh, my earliest memory is playing football. Like I just, it's been a part of my life since day dot. Essentially, um, I, I played uh, for the Milpera Colts actually as a as a, a young kid uh, before moving out to Kasula, um, uh, where I end up playing for the Ashcroft Stallions. Um, we uh, eventually end up folding that club, and then I moved out to Campbelltown, where uh, I've played for the Campbelltown City Kangaroos, and currently still. Uh, I've gone back there as a senior player now, but yeah, which is good playing for my local. Uh, hey, hang on, club. hang on, hang on. What? <laughs> yeah, you're still playing, participating. I wouldn't say playing. Not 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 at a high I level. Thought you had a bit of a stiff neck, so yeah, got the old uh, Batman. Uh, it's rude to ask a Pathways development manager his age, but how old are you? Thirty-seven, mate. Thirty-seven. I look for I look forty-five. <laughs> no, don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> so you're still playing at thirty-seven. Yeah, look, uh, you know, I spoke to. I retired a couple of years back, and obviously took on this role, and it took up a lot of time, obviously with the football side of things. But um, yeah, I just had a itchy feet. Spoke to the boss and said, "Do you mind?" And he's like, "No, by, by all means, as long as you, 
Legs can still turn. Why not? Give it a shot. I'm envious. I really am envious because I, I, <laughs> I struggle to I could struggle to run for a bus these days. Right. I am a fair bit older than you. <laughs> 37. So Benji's 37 too. Well, he's he's fit as a fiddle as well. Mate, wow. If Tigers won't have him, we'll have him at Campbelltown City. If he so wants Cam, to come back. There's a call, Benj. <laughs> I want, so, all right, we're going off track again. This always happens. Bit of cash on the side for you? No comment. No, no, oh, mate, there's, no, look, there's no. It's so sure there's not match payments for a thirty-seven-year-old. Yeah, look, yeah. There's, there's, there's beer money. You, yeah, you get look. Uh, the, the MacArthur competition is actually, you know, it's one of the best competitions. In, it's A grade, single, then. yeah. It's an A grade. Um, yeah, so we combine obviously with um, West a competition, West Tigers MacArthur, yeah. in the Group Six. So that's a MacArthur Conference competition, and um, it's a very strong competition. A lot of ex NRL players playing in that. Uh, obviously, now you've seen Curtis Scotts over at Thelmere and yeah. uh, Blake Ferguson, and yeah, yeah, there's quite quite a bit, a bit of talent there. And wow. some clubs have more money than others, and but yeah, it's there's match payments. Campbelltown City. So okay, fallback. Yes, yeah. At Thirty-seven. Are we talking beer money, petrol money? What are we talking? <laughs> um, yeah, no beer money, mate. Beer money, beer money. <laughs> All right, Benj. Vodka uh, cruiser money. So what? What? What would we throw on the table to get Benj out to Campbelltown City? Do you, you think? What can uh, uh, your chook raffles? Yeah, I reckon he'd have to. He'd have to do his fair share of raffles to make sure that he's <laughs> getting paid. That. Well, there you go, Benj. There's an offer. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so Shan, just on the junior footy side, I think. So after Campbelltown City, yep. Take us through the pathway after that. Yeah, so obviously, yeah, my junior rugby league sort of finished at the Campbelltown City Kangaroos, uh, then went on to Jersey Fleet. So post SG Ball season, uh, same as it is now, we'd uh, they'd pick a few to come up the Jersey Flag. Leo, Leo Apifani was the coach at that point. Um, he brought us up into Jersey Flag, uh, which is obviously a twenty-six week competition, um, and I, I played Jersey Flag for him for a couple of years. Then I think uh, so. The next year, I was eligible for SG Ball again. I played SG Ball, um, then went. Flag and then went and played cup in the same year. So I, th- I used to think that was great. And then obviously Justin Matamua last year has gone and played <laughs> all grades in one year. But yeah, went and played. So I, I come through, played Jersey Flag, uh, played cup, which was New South Wales Cup back then for all for the West Magpies. Leo come up and was coaching in that grade as well. And then um, doing an apprenticeship through with the West Tigers. Um, you know, just played some consistent footy for the Magpies. And obviously I was behind Brett Hodgson uh, um, and, and Tim Moulton here was a, a fullback at the time as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, when given the opportunity, uh, I yeah, was able to make my debut for the West Tigers. So, um, and post West Tigers, so uh, 2009 was my last year for the West Tigers. I broke my leg in the last game. Uh, my last game was against the Sydney Roosters in 09. I broke my leg and then uh, signed a two-year deal with the North, Queen- North Queensland Cowboys where myself uh, and my family, we moved up there for two years. And, um, yeah, look, really enjoyed my time up there. The body probably let me down a little bit. Uh, I ended up having um, uh, groin reconstruction while I was up there and obviously Ouch. been – Yeah, and I was uh, – but, yeah, look, uh, I don't regret – any anything in, in my career obviously at the Tigers there was a kid called James Tedesco coming through so I think my time was only limited here anyway so um yeah look uh, I obviously I didn't get to play as many games as I would have liked but for me the goal when I was a kid was to play one game and you know to be able to play the 20 odd games that I played um it's something that I look back on fondly and I know my son's pretty proud of it and that's probably the, for me at the end of the day that's what you know uh what makes me happy is making sure that my family are proud of what, what, what I've done. Could we say then indirectly you stepped aside and you played a big role in Tedesco's career? Yeah, let's just say that. Or I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm happy with that. <laughs> no, no. Look, he's a very, very talented player, mate. I had no idea about him until obviously 2000, 2010 when I watched him play. I'm like, well, probably made the right decision there, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. 
So post-retirement, Shan, uh, talk us through, this is a question too, by yeah, the way, yeah. talk us through your pathway to your current role. So I just was, uh, Billy Calloway was in my role previously and uh, reached out and I, I put my name forward, sorry, to to be a part of the junior rep system as a, as a coach, as assistant coach, and did that for a couple of years. And uh, at the end of each year, we'd put in a review uh, around what we thought about the program and where we think the program could improve. And I used to give my thoughts and where I potentially could you know, lead uh, to make the program uh, put it in a better place. And uh, one day I just got a phone call out of the blue from uh, the person that was doing head of pathways previous to, to Matt yeah. Betsy and just said, listen, would rugby league be something that you'd be interested in doing full time? And yeah. I, I sort of jumped at it. I'd been with the company that I was at previously for 10 years since I come home from the Cowboys. Carpenter, and, right? Yes, Carpenter. And I, I, I enjoyed that. I was working for a really, really good boss who, yeah. um, you know, I, he knew how passionate I was about rugby league. And when I went to him with the, I told him about the opportunity, he just said, mate, listen, you, you won't get this opportunity again. You got to jump at it. And yeah. if it doesn't work out, mate, you'll walk straight back in this door. So for me, after speaking with my partner and, and, and obviously the, the kids, it just was, it just made sense that I lived and breathed for rugby league. So, uh, and obviously the juniors is where my passion is. It just fitted. Yeah, a, a very understanding boss, a wise boss that you had then. Yes. And there is a saying too, if, if you love, find yourself a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not quite true, is it? Because you do work really bloody hard. We all do here. Yeah. But oh, it's when you do love the business and the sport. Look, yeah, I shouldn't say it obviously too, too loud, but I, I don't feel like I've worked for the last two years. Like this is something that I literally, it's not, it's not a chore to me. I, I, I wake up in of the morning and I'm ready to go. I don't, I'm not struggling to get out of bed to do this. I, mm. I this is essentially what I want to make sure that our pathways, both in the Campbelltown and the Leichhardt area are thriving to make this club a better mm. club. Well, day. yeah. And I'll set that record straight too for uh, Justin Pascoe and the crew and, and head yeah, of yeah, our, fin that. our financial team. I do work. He does I do, work. I do work. <laughs> he works a lot. <laughs> he works hard and he's not saying he'd do it for nothing, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I think we can all probably say that. And, and a lot of what we do and people don't probably understand as well. They do, but when you live it and breathe it, it is around the clock, right? Yeah. It is unsocial hours. It yeah. is, you have to be consumed by it because it is all consuming, right? Yeah. It, you can't clock off, and and even my role too, like in media. Yeah, like I'm working all uh, th through the night, and you're, you're yeah. taking phone calls and all that sort of stuff, and that's cool. Yeah, because I love doing it too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but essentially, our job doesn't like we we work and we get the program set throughout a day, but then it, it actually starts obviously at five o'clock under nine o'clock at night when you're at training and working with junior clubs, etc., and all that. So yeah, it's. It's, yeah, we enjoy it, mate. We, yeah, and, we and we enjoy by it. the other side of the coin too, you, you will find time to manage your own time and yep. find that other downtime you need when you need it. But there's some Absolutely. there's some weeks where you just yep are nonstop. So tell us more about about your role, the specifics of it then, because it's it, it is as I say all encompassing. Yeah, so so basically, I look after the Macarthur area, which is obviously the four programs. We've got Andrew Johns Cup. Uh, 16s. Yep, 16s. Harold Matthews Cup, 17s. Laurie Daly, 18s. And Eshibor, 19s. So they're the junior rep programs. And then below that, we've got our development programs, which is 13s, 14s, 15s development, which the we Cubs. yeah we call it the Cubs. So the Cubs is essentially the male program and Raw is the female program. Yep. Um, so we, w myself, Christian Urso, will get out to junior league club clubs throughout uh, the season and identify young talent coming through. Uh, we'll appoint development coaches through out of junior league. Um, and then we run that winter development program where we're, uh, I suppose, exposing kids to potential junior rep sessions that they'll be privy to in the next few years and get them prepped for that, that 
moving forward. So, um, yeah, look, we roll out of Jersey uh, Junior Reps straight into Junior Development, and then obviously we've got the Elite Cubs programs that are picked out of Junior Reps. We're only up to tackle four. We're, we're almost up into good ball zone. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, as a local junior, do you feel and how do you feel that helps you in your current role? Oh, immensely. Yeah. I, I know a lot about the area. Um, I know – you know, plenty of people out there. I coached uh, my son um, at, in the area, so I got to know and build relationships with um, people in the area. How old and, he? uh, he's sixteen this year, so yeah, got to um, they drive me around soon enough. So, fullback, uh, fullback winger. He's I've steered him away from it now. He's more he's, he's a little bit more switched on than his dad. So, yeah. footy was my dream. It doesn't have to be his. He's, no. We play Oztag together though. Um, he's starting to get me covered at the moment, so I'm sort of. I'm a bit worried. I might not be the best best player in the house. How good's so it's, uh, but no, yeah, it's really good. Like, yeah, uh, we he's got a passion for it as well. He really enjoys it. Um, but he, um, yeah, we play a bit of Oz tag together, and he he's refing it and all that now. So yeah, no, he's taking his own pathway. It's really That's good. That's unbelievable. That, that must be great playing with with your son. I mean, I I couldn't possibly do it. Cause I said <laughs> I can't run to catch a bus. But and and Talon played with his dad too. Talon yes. de Silva, right? Yeah, so he actually played. Uh, yeah. The, uh, Against me last year, True. yes, last year in the uh, <laughs> yeah in the first grade competition out in the Macarthur area, um, yeah. So he played with uh, Johnny De Silva, his father, who I played with previously as well. Yeah. So yeah, mate, very good player in his own right. So yeah, mate, it's That's fantastic great. to see. That, I mean, that doesn't clear. That wouldn't happen very often. Fathers and sons. Now, there's not too many fifty year olds uh, playing like Johnny De Silva. That's the problem. <laughs> is it, so he's about my. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty old, mate. Yeah, mate. Um, uh, life away from footy. Is there a life away from footy for you? My wife would say no. But look, there definitely is. I got you know I spend time with the family as much as I can, but I've also since getting around Scando, um, <laughs> yeah, we know where this is going. I've uh, formed a love of golf, so not just the same haircut as him, but I also like the uh, I like the game. So um, my, bro- <laughs> <laughs> my brother-in-law plays a bit of golf, so me and him we we get down there and do as much as we can and play as much as we can. I'm slowly getting better. Who who who's the better player out of you and Scander? I mean, I know he gets a lot more practice. Mate, yeah, that's and he gets paid for. Uh, it. Yeah, that's right. So he's a, he's basically a pro player. That's what he does for a living. So the, li- the lift but, tour. Yeah, no, he, he's definitely better than I am. I'm a I'm a work in progress. Brett Kamali's been taking me through a few tips. So um, yeah, how does Noddy hit him? Uh, very well. So off at the three of you, you Noddy Scando. Oh, Noddy, yeah, Noddy without good a doubt. Is he? Yeah, he's very good. Very good. Well, he's only worked well, like time when for I see- the last ten years, <laughs> well, mate. He's yeah. Look, I um, I, I don't think I've seen the bloke hit it, not on the fairway. It's ridiculous. Is that right? Yeah, he's Odd um, stuff. and he knows everything about it. He's a student of the game, you would say. Yeah, we'll mm. talk more about it and and everyone and in the pathways crew a bit later on because yep. women's rugby league is, is a really big space for us yep. as a club right now, mate. Finally, uh, um, in the air, there's there's the last something. Tell us something about Shannon Gallant that we don't know. Jeez. Mate, I'm a pretty open book. There's well, the golf. Maybe people didn't know about. Um, I suppose I don't. I actually shaved my head by choice. I can grow a full, de- full head of hair. No, no, yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> mate, there's not too much that uh, people don't know about me. I'm, I'm I'm an open book. I don't really sort of. I, I hang with the family. I um, play a bit of golf and love my footy. That's that's as about as simple as it gets for me. Mate, simple's good. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm a simple, simple man as well. <laughs> okay? The simple pleasures in life. Yeah. Yeah. Spas. Sorry? <laughs> yeah, I love a jacuzzi. Yeah, you do. Love a steam room. Yes. Yeah, sauna. <laughs> swim. All that sort of stuff. Brighton's lawyers are the lawyers you know and trust. If you require legal representation, then why look anywhere else? Call Brighton's lawyers on 1800 848 848 
Brighton's lawyers, we do support you in your time of need. All right, well, that is the um, the end of the uh, the set of six. We might uh, sink our teeth now into some of the other issues uh, around the club and, and, again, sort of expanding on your role. Um, an amazing season in, in Pathways, particularly in Southwest last season. Yep. With the Harold Mats winning the, the Premiership. Um, so that's under 17s, right? Yep. What did that do for for the club, and ha- how did that impact on your role? Oh, look, oh, I don't think it had too much of an impact on my role. I, I mean, I suppose it puts a little bit more pressure on you. There's a bit of an expectation around, you know, that moving forward. But I think if we I guess maybe what I'm asking too is, um, does it make your role a little easier when others are seeing this success and saying, I want to get in that system? Absolutely, yeah. without a doubt. If they, I think... The success of the Harold Matthews program last year, it really highlighted, you know, what the club's doing in regards to funding, et cetera, around keeping our local talent and and building a program that people are wanting to be proud uh, to be a part of. Um, that it was a it's a it's an easier selling point for our, our kids coming through where we're saying that you know obviously we've got success in our pathways now. We're not somewhere where. Uh, you came in troll if you didn't make a Penrith, etc. We we've got our own local kids that are, are homegrown products that are really good, talented kids, and they they're proud about representing the area. And um, I think that's the biggest thing I'm proud about with that Harold Matthews squad. And, and I said that to them after the loss on the weekend, after being in SG Ball, is what they've done for this club moving forward in remaining here uh, as juniors and and the success success that they've had. Um, you know, young kids they don't realise it, but the young kids are looking at them and going, "Wow, this is some, potentially where I could be in the next two to three years." So, um, yeah, no, really, really fortunate. We've had a good a crop of kids and coaches come through, um, and, and obviously the club backing the pathways. It, it soon catches up, doesn't it? It doesn't take long at all. So I, I coach 15s and I've been coaching this same team since they were probably, you know, 11, yep. 12. And, you know, a few years ago, they're only, they're only babies, they're only yeah. kids. But now they've suddenly reached puberty. They're, they're growing all the time. They're stronger. They're faster. And and now I think of it, gee, they're not too far away from that first representative team. Yeah. And some of these boys you can sort of identify may well have the potential to to go down that path. Tell us about the process, right? So when a player might first get identified, at what sort of age and and where to then? Are there conversations with the family? Yep. Take us through it. I think that's a big part of it is obviously the conversations and building the relationships with the parents. Um, ultimately, they're going to be the decision makers of that age group, uh, of that age. Um, but for, for us as a club, we... I, we hold ta- 12 talent ID days. Now, that's not to segregate kids and say, oh, look, you're, mate, you're not going to be any good at mate. 12 years old, a kid might not be anything and he could be the best 17-year-old in the future. It's more around identifying who the who those players are at the moment. If there's specific skills in a player that we think, oh, well, this kid in three or four years might you know, be the, our half moving forward or he's got a great passing game at this age, mm. let's monitor that. So... Uh, at 12 Talent ID Days is where it starts for us, where we just bring, um, you know, we invite every kid from the junior league in to be a part of that. Um, and they come in and they get a West Tigers training shirt. We take them through a series of skill uh, building uh, drills. Um, and, yeah, we send them on their way, take a few notes on a few things and then just monitor plays throughout the next few years. And then obviously the 13s development squads where not many uh, NRL clubs are holding 13s development. They usually start there at 14 years old. Yeah. But we... we we essentially, they, they start going into high school at 13 years old. They get mates uh, from different areas and things like that. So we want to make sure that we, they know that there's a genuine investment in them yeah. um, 
in our pathways at the age of 13 where we'll start building on their uh, their skills and abilities to make sure that by the time that they get to Harold Matthews, they've uh, learnt the West Tigers way and then our Harold Matthews SG ball coaches, etc., are just uh, obviously benefiting on what we've done at the, at the development level. So... I yeah. saw last year when I saw uh, yeah when I first joined uh, well a bit later probably six months into when when I started and we had a tour I think Betsy and, and all you guys yep. brought a lot of those young kids all through this Zurich Center the, the yep. Center of Excellence yep. and they were they were amazed I guess this place also serves the purpose as sort of I don't know, being in, in, inspirational doesn't yep. it absolutely um, well not inspirational aspirational yeah I think it's a, it's a goal for all of those players to essentially be a part of this area, this place. Uh, this is obviously the, what could be the end goal for for certain players out there that want to play NRL. Well, this is the home of our NRL club, and um, it's a great facility. Uh, obviously, you, you take them through, you've taken through the gym, and you see how much they're in awe of, of the place. And and that's nothing against St Greg's; like they've got a no. great facility out there that we work out of. But you see the the, the money and, and that's been poured into this place, and and this yeah. You know, I think it just really gives the players hope to, and aspirations, as you said, to be a part of it. You touched on something just a moment ago too, and you were saying you know, there might be players at 12 years of age that, that yep. have not really shown yep. full potential. Equally, and I've been through this as a coach too, sometimes you get one or two of those boys at 11 or 12 who maybe, or even a little bit later, have reached puberty and grown, had a growth spurt before the others have caught up, and they are – standout players but they soon come back to the, yeah. the field don't they I, I guess you see that all the time and that's probably the hardest part of the job is to obviously not you, you play a 25 that might not be to the caliber of player one yet hasn't gone through the development stages mm. of that player so you've got to be making sure that yes all right he's not up to the, this kid's standard yeah. at the moment but who knows what's going to happen in three to four years we just you don't know that's probably the most difficult part of those younger age groups is just making sure and that's why it's really hard i uh, sorry yeah it's I suppose it is. It's hard to identify and make sure that we, we're picking the right spot. So we have our own method around what we look for in those younger ages. Um, it may be a kid that hasn't developed yet and he hasn't grown, but he's got a great passing game. He's got good knowledge of the game. So they're the ones where we're like, all right, well, let's just keep an eye mm. on this kid and, and see see where we go. So, yeah, you see that at every club. You're going to have a kid that's you know outstanding at the age of 13 mm. and, and has probably peaked, and then you've got a kid that's – 13 years old that probably hasn't developed yet, but he's going to be a great 17, 18 year old. Mm. And I imagine you know, there are some tough conversations that probably need to have too when you're in that sort of selection process and you can only take 30 or, or 40 kids and there's another 10 or 15 that you, you've got to draw the line there. That, yep. that must be a, chal a challenge in your role. Doing uh, definitely. Uh, definitely. Yep. More so this year than ever. Obviously, like I said, I coached at the um, – my son and his age group. So I know a lot of the kids and yeah. obviously we had a lot of those kids trialing for representative positions, etc. this year that weren't able to make those squads. Mm. So definitely yes, but that's just a part of the role. It's something that I've learned to accept. And mm. obviously Matt Betsy's worked really hard with me in, in order to make sure that I, I'm, I know how to deal with those situations and communicate it. So um, yeah, look, I, I know that now that's part of the role, but uh, at the end of the day, it's, if you don't make a rep team, it doesn't mean you're not going to make NRL. I'm pretty sure Scando didn't make any of the Harold Matthews teams and went on to play nearly 250 games for the club. So Scored I think the, the main, yeah, yeah, yeah he's told me several time. times. <laughs> so, but yeah. yeah, look, ultimately at the end of the day, the, the main thing for us is to get the message across that if you haven't made a junior rep or a junior development side, this doesn't mean that you, you, you know, your dream is is crushed. Yeah, that we definitely 
uh, opportunity moving forward. It's a juggle, isn't it? As and it, I'm not, it's not about me this show, but as a, as a coach, right? So we I've got under 15s. Okay, so we had two teams last year. We mm-hmm. had only just enough numbers for two teams. The numbers have come back, but we've still got like we've got 24 registered players, 25 registered players. Yep. Now I could only field a maximum of 20 each game. Yeah. So there's a seven man bench. Yep. So I've got to rotate and rest players each and every week. And it's, and at the 15 age group too, it's not so much about just participating because you, you want to win the games, yep. right? Yep. Yep. The boys yep. want to win the yep. games, but then you've got to have a rotational system. And, and that's been, it was a difficult thing for me. I worked in sometimes at the Campbelltown office with guys that I played growing up with, Drew Dalton, Scott Borgs, who yeah. were just as competitive as me growing up, but now work for the NRL and I've obviously seen the other side of it. And, you know, and so I at Campbelltown last week. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you're sitting with them and just realizing that it's not so much about playing your best team every week. It's about giving kids opportunity and keeping them in the game and making sure player 25 next year wants to return and play rugby league because yep. in three years time, he could be player number one. So I think ultimately that was something that I learned working with those guys is um, it's not always just about the best players and picking the best team at the moment. It's making sure that you're given equal opportunity as much as you can as well. Yeah, good advice, Shan. Talk us, uh, tell us about the the women's game. It's a huge focus for this club at the moment. Our first NRL season is not too far away, and yep. we've uh, we've signed um, I think eight female players to NRLW contracts. There are another quite a few being signed, and this might be a scoop, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, oh, let's just say it, they'll be unveiled at Campbelltown on Sunday. So if you're out, out at Campbelltown, yep. there'll be a lap of honour with some more girls, yeah, uh, wow. women really being being signed. Um, what are participation numbers like in the, in the South West for f- female? Big time. So um, they're... they're they're growing and growing each and every year, and it's it's massive now, and especially out in the southwest area. So I was out Friday night watching some league tag, um, and I know a few of the coaches there, and was communicating with those coaches how good the girls were going mm. on the Sunday, and he told me that basically they playing league tag on the Friday night, backing up and playing rugby league on the Sunday. So group six was it was wasn't really big for rugby league, but a lot of those group they were more league tag. A lot of those girls now are playing both. They'll play league tag on a Friday night and they're back playing rugby league. So they're seeing the pathway that Jess Bygate and the team are putting in, in place and wanting to be a part of that, knowing that, you know, tackle is where, you know, the future is at this with our club as well. So it's good. Sounds to me like it is trickling down then. So NRLW, Harvey Norman Women's, we were champions of that. We are Tasha Gale, Lisa Fiola. It sounds to me like those younger girls are seeing that pathway. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah look, Betsy, Noddy, uh, you know, Jess Bygate, all, all the staff have really done a great job in that women's mm. space to implement programs uh, all the way through from NRLW down. Um, and I think we're only going to see it grow and get better. So we had Lisa Fiola, the girls were in the country mm. on the weekend representing the club. And there's a lot of opportunity there for, the, for in the women's space. And um, Jess, Jess and the Pathways team in the female space are going to see the benefits of that in the coming years. It's going to be really good. Tell us, tell us about your pathway to the NRL, right? You've spoken about your, your junior footy. And another question I always like to ask too, when did you sort of know that you had the ability to go to the top? Um, I think I never was really – I knew I was a half-decent player. There was – I seen a lot of players that were uh, – what we spoke about earlier were a lot of players that were probably better than I was that took different paths. I was just so motivated to not play 300 games. I just wanted one game. I just wanted yeah. one game. Yeah. I just – I was so motivated being a smaller guy – chip on the shoulder essentially and I, I just um yeah I, look I 
I come through the system and play 13s development. Um, I started in the whites. It used to be the white side and the black side. The whites were probably the, the ones that weren't quite up to the black side Possibles yet. Possibles and probables. Possibles and probables. That's exactly what it was. I started in the whites, uh, worked my way into the blacks by the end of the program. And, um, yeah, I just – each year I sort of uh, grow, uh, grew, progressed. And um, I think, you know, the club seen something in me essentially. And, uh, yeah, I just – I worked as hard as I could, uh, as much as I could to get where I could, and I was uh, around some really great players in Nathan Waters and guys like that in our in our pathways that we all gelled really good as a as a playing group, and you know was successful uh, to an extent, and yeah, um, got an opportunity to uh, be what they used to call an apprentice, essentially what um, I suppose Talon De Silva and the Geordie Millers are doing now, uh, where we came in and did some preseason training uh, in two thousand. Six, I broke my hip, unfortunately. Um, I come, so it was early a in the fractured year. fractured hip, not? Yeah, fractured, fractured my hip at Newtown at Henson Park. Um, I did the rehab there, come back, played a few games and was caught in as 19th man uh, and Chris Lawrence was 18th man. Talking so we, we, we both travelled up to Brisbane, right? And he ended up playing the game yeah. and that was his debut game. So, yeah, it was – I remember running out as uh, 19th or 18th man because I had come down as 18th because Chris got brought into the side and uh, ran out and watching Darren Lockyer put these enormous bombs yeah. up and in Suncorp Stadium and I'm just like, how good is this? And it was it was a fantastic. Wow. And then obviously um, didn't get a game in 06, but uh, in, in 2007 uh, obviously played some good, uh, good footy in uh, reserve grade for the Magpies and um, ended up getting some uh, – in my NRL debut at Campbelltown Stadium. Yeah, amazing. Hey, and we, we spoke to Rowdy last uh, on Easter Monday. Yep, yep. And he mentioned that 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 trip and yeah. Sheens. He said, "Hey, hey, kid, you're in." Yep. And he was talking about the the plane ride home, sitting next to Hino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had an exam the next yeah, the morning. HSE, yeah, yeah. I know about it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he had the books out studying <laughs> books. for the uh, the the calculus or yeah. the algebra. Yeah. Hino said, "Yeah, yeah." That and that was the that was probably the difference of where me and Rowdy were at was, uh, mate. I. <laughs> No chance was I even. You you know, he just out. debuted, scored a try, Burn and Berrigan, and he's Lucas studying and I'm sitting there going, "Where are we going? What are we doing?" Let's go. And I was 19th man, so uh -huh. um, yeah, mate. Now nah, he was uh, Rowdy was a, a special talent. He, f he fast tracked through. He, um, yeah. he come out of nowhere, um, an athlete, and yeah, I he deserved everything he got in his career, mate. He was a great kid. You mentioned just a moment ago, possibles and probables. I haven't heard that term for <laughs> ages, right? Oh, let me throw one at you, not pumping my own tires up, but New South Wales under. 18s it was combined catholic college, colleges yep we were having trials for that at holy cross ride not too far from here yep um i was there in one of the teams another bloke was there in the other team freddie fitler was he impossibles or probables you think <laughs> not over you surely not over you mate <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i played against him but he actually um i did i made i made that team fantastic but they pulled freddie out and they went to oh, the Penrith. Yeah, paper trial. Oh, yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah, fair at enough. At the age of 16 or, or something yeah, like that. I heard he was a handy player at that age. He so. was a handy player. <laughs> Freddie Fittler. I look around the office here, Shan, and you guys are, are down sort of that end of the yep. centre of excellence, Zurich Centre, where you've got pathways and, and community. So it's a, probably from the media section, it's a good four tackles, almost a set of yeah, six yeah, down yeah. there in the building. Yep. I do, and there's, there's quite a few characters down there. You got Ronnie Palmer down there. Yep. You got Ciro. Great. You got Noddy Kamali down there. You got Botil, Betty Welsh, not yep. too far away as well. Yep. There's some good characters amongst it, right? Yep. I do from time to time <laughs> see a bit of fooling around going on. Oh, look, it's a it's a great it's a great crew. Um 
Paul Searin and yeah, I, I I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, <laughs> I'd only ever seen him play when I was younger, and mate, he's a first class human being. And uh, yeah, the crew, it's just a great crew. We have fun, we enjoy ourselves. We yeah. obviously get our work done, but you know, we we have a bit of fun in the meantime. I know that um, you know, it's a pleasure to come to work. I I still pinch myself that I'm working with guys like Paul Searin. I was he took me to lunch when I first started one day, and we're sitting in the car next to him and all of a sudden simply the best comes on and I'm looking over <laughs> at him and I'm looking and I'm like, what is happening right now? It's essentially my childhood, just flashbacks. So, yeah, no, nah, look, it's really great to be a part of. You're sitting across the desk from yeah. from, from Big Zero. What was, what was his nickname? What did he say? Uh, the, what was it? The butt, buttocks? Yeah, the buttocks. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Size 32 shorts. I'm like, mate, well, I wear 32s. They were tight. I've had this, I had this chat with, with Zero <laughs> not so long ago. <laughs> he is a character. There's a lot of characters around around the club so and now and you've played with a lot yep. of the people that are now working with the club so robbie and benji yep and Heino, simon dwyer yep. simon yep yep um and there's others how important is it and what would you say is the most important thing about having these former players now working with the club and what what sort of draws all of you back to the club I think it's just the passion for the club I mean the, the careers that those guys had here um, you know was fantastic and obviously they got a certain passion for, for the club and I think they want to see it thrive and it's not that they're here purely because of what they've done for the club they're very knowledgeable mm. people uh, they're not just players they're very knowledgeable people I, I've had several conversations with with Benj about football and I you know I'm a blown away by obviously how um, Grady, well, I know how good of a player he was, but how good of a coach he is as well. He's done some stuff in our pathways, turning up the training, and he's born to coach. Like that's just what what he is. I, 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 when playing with him, I didn't probably get that vibe, but now as he's matured and gotten older, and I, I seen, I've seen it happen, and seen him coach, mate. He, you know, him, Farrell, all those guys are are really, really good at what they do, and and obviously Simon Dwyer. He's yeah un, unmatched when it comes to cutting film and and identifying things within games through film and I'm learning a lot obviously around that space as well myself so mm. um, yeah look I think just the passion for the club and you know wanting it to wanting to be a part of its success and be, bringing it back up to where it where it should be. You, me you mentioned earlier and I don't know if we were recording at that stage or or not with the SG Ball team bowing out against Parramatta last weekend. Mm -hmm. um, you were sort of saying there's a lot of similarities in that sort of team um, in terms of a lot of good stats, playing some good football, but just a bit of polish at the end yeah. sets, letting them down. A little bit like what has been happening with our NRL team. So we've we've lost opening six games this season. Yep. Not what we'd all hope for, but I guess you got to stick to the processes, right? Oh, absolutely. Look, you, you can see that what they're trying to do and, and execute in a game. Uh, it's, I think it's. I think I listened to Rowdy, what he was saying last week, is just fine-tuning and sticking to that one thing and becoming great at that thing, essentially. So there, no, there's no need to be a full change of how we're doing things. I think what's happening is we're getting better at, and I think execution at the end of the day is what separates us from winning a game and losing a game and it's probably just that that slight execution and I, i'm sure the boys will uh, uh, turn that around and there's, there's enough talent in that side to you know be successful mm. and, and i've got all the faith in them a huge loss for us losing um adam dewey yep. another acl for him he's third so i really feel for yep. adam you know like yep. you, you can't imagine what's going through but he's been there before I guess that's if, if we're looking for a silver lining, he's he's gone through it a couple yep. of times. He knows what he needs to do. Mm. Um, 
so fingers crossed for him and all the best for Adam. I know that everyone is is hoping and thinking of him. Sunday Manly out there, uh, uh, I don't say out there at Campbelltown yep. Sports Stadium. So let's hope that you know that win might come. Yeah, let's hope it does. And I know there'll be a good crowd there. It'll be an emotional day too because it's Anzac Round. I yep. know we've got a lot of um, things planned. Yeah, to commemorate that. So I do look forward to the whole occasion. Absolutely. Um, Let's let's hope that, that that first win of the season can uh, happen at Campbelltown. Have you got any special moments at Ca- at Campbelltown in in your own backyard? Um, well, obviously my debut. Um, that was there, right? Yeah, so I debuted against the Warriors there, uh, two thousand and seven. That was obviously uh, I was actually. Um, who, who were some of the bigger names in the team you were in awe of? In in our team, our team. Uh, obviously we had well, Benj was playing. Benj. We had uh, we had who else we got? Oh, so we got. Um, Denny Galea, uh, yeah. so Benny Galea, Benny, Benny Galea, yeah. um, Farah, yeah. yeah. Look, look, all all the guys. They said, I, I, I Dean Collis. So Dean Collis, obviously, yeah. he's, he's not at the caliber of Benji's no. and those guys, but he was someone that I was a year or two behind in the junior rep system yeah. and watching his pathway go up and and play in the NRL. So I was stoked to be actually be playing with guys like. Dean mm. Collis, who I'd been watching literally a year or two above me for the last four, five, six years. Um, so, mate, it was just oh, fantastic mm. to be a part of Bronson Harrison, mm. those sorts of guys where, like, you'd played Cubs with them and Liam Fulton's, all those guys where you just – I wasn't too far behind these guys in age. So it was it was really great to obviously be a part of that process and being on the field with them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, how, how it turns. You lived that dream, you lived that pathways, and now you're – yeah. implementing that it's Full nice circle. it works yeah, it yeah. fits doesn't it absolutely okay west tigers fans show your stripes and get ready to roar with the latest merchandise from the west tigers roar store from stylish polos to cozy hoodies we've got everything you need for the 2023 season with a range of sizes and styles to choose from you'll find the perfect item to fit your personal style whether you're heading to the game or you're just hanging with mates, the West Tigers Raw Store has got you covered. So why wait? Head to the Raw Store today and show your stripes. All right. Um, we've got, I think, a couple of questions from the crowd. These have only come in this morning because I didn't actually put you on last week, yep. so I couldn't promote it in advance. Um, I've had a couple come through. Colin from Raby. So Raby is it next to Minto? Uh, Far yeah. from Minto? Not too far, yeah, not too far. So it's um, Scando sort of backyard too, right? Yeah, right, right there. Yeah, yeah. He's he's moved out to a little bit further out now, but he, he's um, yeah, it's not too far from Ray, uh, from Raby. So kind of near Kemaltown Stadium, basically. Colin from Raby, uh, Shan, can you tell us a few juniors in the system who we should be looking out for? I think we've already sort of mentioned yeah. the guys that you know um, that are definitely coming through. Uh, Talender Silva, uh, great hooker, uh, very. He's kind of, for mine, my, this is my opinion, he's kind of a mould of a Damien Cook, uh, running hooker, very, very quick out of nine. Beach sprinter? Uh, yeah, <laughs> champion beach sprinter. But uh, no, um, great uh, great passing game. Uh, you're just a talented kid. So uh, then you've obviously got Kit LaLilly, uh, who's a who's a lock pl- training with the NRL at the moment. Yeah. Very humble leader. He's, he's a year young uh, captain of the SG Ball squad, so he's eligible for SG Ball next year. Right. And he's yeah. captaining the squad. The, the only other person that's done that is Justin Matamua who essentially yeah. is now in the NRL squad. Um, Jordan Miller, big front rower. Uh, yeah, there's there's plenty of talent out there that we've got coming through. It's hard to name just a few. Those are the guys that are in with NRL at the moment. Um, but, yeah, look, there, there is plenty out there that we've, we've got coming, especially in the south-west area. Obviously, we've got some great ones coming through in the Leichhardt area as well, which is uh, in the mm. Balmain area. So it's... um. Yeah, it's exciting times. It, yeah, it's rewarding. And I asked Ciro too. So, you know, let's say when Brandon Turmuth yep. 
made yep. his debut. Yep. Uh, I think it was, it was at Leichhardt. Yep. You, you get a bit of a, a warm feeling about that when Absolutely. one of yours um, comes through as well. Uh, thanks for that, Cole. Uh, Dennis from Kasula. So that's where you Yes, Kasula, the old stopping ground. Kasula High School. Not much footy players come out of there, I can tell you. No? No. Other than you. I take a footy to school, they used to go, what's that? True. Uh, yeah, oh, mate, nothing. Um, who first gave you the name Mighty Mouse? Daniel Fitzhenry. I think he's given a few people. His name yeah. comes up a bit in this podcast. He's got proud of that, yeah. Mate, um, yeah, look, he, I don't know, chip on the shoulder mentality, tried to pick on people bigger than me because I didn't have to defend in the front line, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, no, it was, I, we're at training the old Concord one day and he just come up and he goes, you know who you remind me of? And I was like, who's that? And he goes, Mighty Mouse. And I went, who is Mighty Mouse? So straight home on, and I searched it up and yeah. realised and, I don't know how, but it ended up getting, it ended up sticking, and every now and then you'll hear someone yell out "Mighty Mouse," and yeah, so yeah, I think it was just the small man syndrome he's seen in me. Well, I've got to say, and you're still very fit, you're still very quick, you're looking after yourself. We played that game of um, touch gridiron. Yeah, that, <laughs> end of up like, that didn't end well for me. Uh, I snapped the Achilles, chasing. <laughs> I think it was one of your <laughs> your downfield passes. Sorry, mate. Still recovering. <laughs> It's not funny. <laughs> mate, I've had an awful six yeah, months with no, this Achilles. I, I feel bad for you, mate. No, of course you do. Righto. We are there. If you look at the big clock up there at uh, Campbelltown Sports Stadium, yep. there's only five to go. Yep. All right. We're going to rattle rattle through these then, okay? Your favourite five, Sham. Um, so your favourite moment in rugby league? As a player, or me personally, or in general? Yeah. yeah. All right, me personally. Obviously, hard to go past the debut, but um, my idol growing up was uh, Matty Bowen from the Cowboys. We played uh, North Queensland Cowboys at Leichhardt Oval, um, and to be able to line up against uh, Matty Bowen, who I obviously played with when he, um, when I went up to Cowboys, um, yeah, that was obviously good to score a decent try, which a few of the guys, Kenny Tawala, and that give me a bit of stick about because I put it on social media one day, and <laughs> so I've learnt my lesson with that. But um, yeah, look, that that's probably. I would say my fondest memory playing in the NRL was at Leichhardt Packed House. Wow. We got the win against Thurston Bowen and, you know, playing with Benji Farrow and those like, the likes of those guys. Was, Your heroes. Yeah, mate. So you played against Matty Bowen and then you in, yeah, finished your career playing, playing with yep, yep. Matty Bowen. Nice. You mentioned Kenny Toala there. Another another fellow out in the community does a l- so much good work. Yep, absolutely. Right? A real good good fellow. A lot of, a lot of the people, um, in fact, they're all – Good people and yeah, hard-working yeah. people at the club. Um, which of your former teammates did you enjoy most of the good times with off the field? So it was that younger crew that we come through. So Shannon McDonald was one that I spent a lot of time with. He played a few games, obviously, here at the club. Um, we uh, we come up Cubs. We played Cubs together and yeah. we'd drive home together after our Cubs and we'd be driving into Concord and then we just played. Uh, we come up through into the NRL system together. We spent quite a bit of time. Dean Collis, um, you know, out uh, on nights out. It was, yeah, it was great memories in, in regards to that as a young kid, um, you know, it's being exposed to this life and obviously spending a bit of time with them outside of football as well. So, yeah. Probably a few stories then, you can't really nah, like, yeah. elaborate on. And then obviously, yeah, up up in North Queensland, obviously made some good mates up there as well. So Ray Thompson's and the like. So you know, I, the Mad Cow is it? Yeah, yeah. Still, I still owe them a bit of money. Actually, the Mad Cow. Yeah, tab. Nah, I tore up their dance floor. So well, did you? <laughs> you can. I move? use that everywhere where I go. You can cut a few shapes, can you? Nah, not anymore. No, mud guts doesn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, number three, your favourite moment. In your current role, hard to go past the Harry Matthews Grand Final. Um, you know that 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 team there 
uh, you know, sensational team. Coaching staff did a great job with them. They went through the season undefeated. Um, and and, and I th- but in saying that, our job as a pathways is to get the players to the next level. And I think this year what that group did in the SG World Cup as a lot of year youngs mm. to represent the you know the area where they're from and the jersey and go and make a semi final. Yes, all right, they potentially could have won it and gone a little bit further, but I was pretty proud with the, of the effort that, that that squad and the coaching staff did in that SG Ball squad this year. But yeah, obviously the grand final is the grand yeah. final, and you know that's that's in the record books forever. But yeah, what they were able to do is a lot of year youngs in that group this year is uh, very proud of. Who was the biggest joker in your team at West Tigers? Yeah, I, I come through the Bo Ryan era, so he was there. Yeah, Bo Ryan yep, was yep, yep. some of the one of the all time, you know, the great stitch ups of Gareth Ellis. Yeah. Uh, attend, he just he just signed with us. He's ringing yeah. him up, pranking him with it, saying, "Oh, we're media. I need you to come in with your your pommy jersey. We're going to take photos." And he just rocks up with his pommy jersey. There's no media in sight, and so it had me. It planted a seed in me. I think there's one game where it's the last round of the year. Brett Hodgson's last game. Yeah. Um, I get a phone call. I'm at home. I get a phone call. It's uh, from the team manager at the time. He's like, mate, we need you to fly up to Gold Coast. Uh, it might have been Bo was out. And straight away, I'm like, it's a G up. G nah. up. I said, you, you're joking. And he goes, nah. He goes, I need you to fly up. You're going to have to pay for your own ticket and we'll reimburse <laughs> once it's all sorted. Yeah. And I was like, it's not happening, mate. I know you're a G me up. But anyways, <laughs> I, I'm like, I can't risk it. I'm going to do it anyways. I, I, I fully expected to walk into the room and everyone be laughing, but unfortunately, uh, luckily it wasn't the case. And I got nine minutes in the game in Hodjo's <laughs> last game, but that's what Bo did. He had you picking up the phone and if you weren't sure who it was, you were thinking it was Bo. He, he's a character. Oh, so, so he was always a funny man he back just then, right? didn't stop. I, I, before he before he was even with NRL, we were coming through. He did a year, I think, with me at reserve graded uh, West Magpies. He was the same there. <laughs> and they didn't even know about him in here yet. So I kind of was used to it. And then we got – and then he came into here full time and it obviously hit the ground running. And But not far behind him was Bryce Gibbs and Liam Fulton. Those two together were uh, were a special combination. So just, just, just still on both. So – it all probably started, but then he went to the footy show, right? Yeah. Someone must have identified that this guy has got a, a real knack and, and a real twisted sense of yeah, humor. Yeah, that's, that's the right way of putting it. It just, he wasn't satisfied unless no. people were laughing. And that <laughs> sometimes to our expense, mostly to my, our expense, expense, really. Like we were the, we were the sort of the small fish. So he, you know, he kind of cemented a name for himself and we used to cop the brunt of it. But it was actually, yeah. you know, if you didn't know how to take it, which sometimes you'd get it to get to you a little bit. But oh, look, thinking back on it now and, you know, you can understand why he's had a successful media career because yeah. he's, he's a classic and, and he's just never off. He's always on. Yeah. I spoke to him a couple of days ago and um, he's keen to come on. So yep. I'm, re- I'm looking forward to that. I'm not sure if it's going to be next week. It'll be it'll be soon. Look forward to that. Righto. Um, the best player you've ever played against? Um, gee. Best player. Pl- Look, I played against some handy players. Played against Thurston and that. But the most wow. trouble I had was probably against, we, we beat Manly one night, 1918. Um, Anthony Watmau. He was just for me. Doc. So he made a break. He ran straight. I tackled him once. I was like, all right, I'm sweet with this. He makes a break the next time. I show him the sideline. I go, I'll show him the sideline. There'll be no dramas. He burns me. True. So like, I caught him at the end of the line, but it was way too late. So then he had, I had down in my head. So he makes a break again. I bite a little bit. He left foots me. He scores under the post. So just what he was able to do as a back rower at that time 
he was the one where I was just like, he's a nightmare, um, you know, defensively to be a part of. And so, but obviously I played against Thurston. I, I went up to, yeah. I went up to Cowboys and played against Benji. So I played against some great talent, but who gave me the most trouble was what me. And if you watch that game, you'll, you'll see why. Chuck, what? Yeah, I oh, just, it was a beast, mate. Yeah, absolutely. All right, mate. Um, this is the final one. This one's from me. Um, it's not really a favourite. Who would you say has had the greatest influence on who you are today? Obviously, you can't go past your parents. Um, you know, mum was a huge influence on me uh, growing up um, in, in my football career. And, and then obviously, I, I, my wife, Brooke, I've been with her since we were 18 years old. We had Preston pretty young, uh, 21. So I was essentially forced to grow up pretty quick. And, and my wife is pretty switched on and she's been very supportive, obviously, of me and my career and, and football with traveling and going elsewhere. She's followed me wherever I've gone. So I think those two people, and that's why it's, you know, the women's space essentially is really important to me because without those two women in my life, essentially, I, I don't think I'd be the person I am today. And um, they keep me grounded, especially my wife. She keeps me grounded. But um, yeah, look, but when it comes to the football side of things, uh, Look, watch who shaped me as a, as a player was my reserve grade coach for a long time, Leo Pafania. He's the one that sort of instilled that you're going to be smaller than everyone. You've got to learn how to deal with that and you're going to have to, you know, get that little chip on the shoulder and, and you know, use it to your advantage. So uh, in life, uh, I would have to say, obviously, the mum and, and my wife, Brooke, and then, um, yeah, in football, Leo Pafania. And Leo's still doing some He's still great doing work stuff. for the Magpies. Yeah, look, very passionate human being. So you could probably see there's a little bit of, yeah, yeah we got some common stuff there. But, uh, yeah, I – 10 years, close to 10 years, he was my coach and, you know, he helped me get to that next level and, I, you know, ultimately um, was, you know, helped me uh, live my dream. Well, Shan, uh, mate, great to have you on Behind the Raw. Thanks for taking a bit of time out of your day to, to join us. Lovely to get to know you even even more. I hope our, our listeners and viewers have enjoyed it um, as well. Keep up all the good work in Pathways, huh? Thank you very much for having me. Well, there is Shannon Gallant. Um, now, be sure to like us and follow us on all all the socials. And uh, if you want to send us a DM, you can do that too via Insta, West Tigers BTR. Uh, we'll do it all again next week, same time, same place. Until then, you know the drill. Show your stripes. Behind the Wall, the official podcast of West Tigers.